Welcome back to yet another episode of You Few, podcast by Skill Creative. We're your hosts, Austin, Benny, and Amish. From sports to music to school and career, we're here to discuss how competition affects our lives and the pros and cons of living in a competitive world. We are three young men doing different things, but all share a common view about wanting to live up to our expectations of getting stronger, better, and smarter. Make sure to stick around as we're going to be interviewing an ex-professional rugby player who's going to tell us even more about what it means to be a competitive young man. But as of right now, we're going to be doing some pressure in the box. So now we're going to start our pressure in the box. And this first question is for Benny. Mm -hmm. What would you do if you woke up as the opposite gender? (laughs) (laughs) um can i get a next question yeah we'll we'll change that one up we'll change that one um what's your biggest regret oh um that's a deep question the one time i got arrested oh do you want to tell us that story (laughs) i don't know if i do i got in a fight got arrested Fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. This next question is for Hamish. What's the worst food you've ever eaten? Oh, definitely my mum's meatloaf. It's, oh, really? It is horrible. I, I, li- I like meatloaf. Oh, I love meatloaf too, but... You're saying no. your mum's a bad cook? No, 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 no. Wow. No, but wow. the one time she cooked it, it was a, still a little bit raw inside. Wow. So, hey, sometimes it was good. That. all right so the next question is for austin hit me if you could be someone else for the day who would you be and why oh um i'd probably be someone rich i'd probably make myself like there's a lot of rich people yeah i'd make myself like maybe like drake or something (laughs) (laughs) I'd make myself like a famous singer and I'd like produce a song and like shout myself out or like put myself in it or just like do something that would then make me like hella famous when I go back to What if everyone just hates you anyway though? (laughs) Yeah. Cannot sing that in the podcast. Sweet, we're going to get another question going on. This one is for Hamish now. What's a language you want to learn and why? Oh, um, to be fair, I would probably want to learn Korean. Korean? Korean. Korean. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Korean just sounds like a language that would be very, very, I don't know, cool to be able to speak. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd go for like Russian or something. Oh, I'm, Russian. Actually, I'm, I'm learning something Russian right now. I'm learning Russian right now. <laughs> oh, hell it's yeah. Like, Talk like this and talk very like sexy. <laughs> you little buffalo, come here. Russian's just a cool accent. But, it is, um, yeah. yeah. The accent's like half the language. Alright, so now we got a question for Benny. Alright. Oh, yeah. Do you like pineapple in your pizza? I oh. actually do. Oh, I oh, like pineapple on pizza. Oh, controversial. What do, you, what do you guys? What do you guys think? Um, I'm personally a cheese pizza type of guy. Like, oh, you're I mean, I mean, take, it, take it safe by just having nothing on it. Pineapple pizza isn't my favorite, but like, I don't see a problem. I used to love pineapple when I was like a kid. Like, as a kid, you just yeah, love pineapple. pineapple. Was the best. Pineapple yeah. is just good on its own. Like, yeah, pineapple is a fire food. Exactly. Pineapple is a fruit. 
Yes, what if yes, <laughs> pineapples are food? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Next question's for Austin. Sorry. What's your favorite sea creature? Sea creature? Sea creature. Oh, cheeky. Uh, <laughs> starfish. S- starfish are like mid. Starfish are so, they actually, don't even do anything. I was actually about to say SpongeBob. I'm not going <laughs> to SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Nah, a sea creature. Like, we talk about ones that are like in the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it has to sea. be something in the sea. I'd say like a puffer fish. A puffer fish? Or like an axolotl. They're cute. Oh, hell oh, yeah. So I've axolotl. never seen an axolotl. Axolotl. Or a puffer before. fish, but the puffer fish is always in its puff form. <laughs> like, I don't want a small one. I want puffed up puffer fish. <laughs> That's how I would keep it. Fifteen. Shut that muscle down. Sixteen. Come on. Get it. Seventeen. They don't know me, son. So, guys, competition. What's it mean to you? Um, I'm not all that much, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm not a I'm not a super competitive person, but you know. Mm. Do you consider yourself a competitive person? I mean, in some aspects, I want to be better than some other people, but then, um. It's also a hard thing to do because some people are just above and beyond. Obviously. Like, insane. Do you guys think that um, competition helps sort of with, like, your motivation in things? Yeah, absolutely. Guaranteed. That's, like, that's like the best thing it does, really. It's just a fantastic motivation. Sort of, like, the whole point of the competition, really. Like, it's just that extra motivation to be better. The top yeah. athletes always say that. They say they just want to be better than everyone else in their team. Which athletes. motivates you to just improve, yeah. Yeah, look at Kobe. He he was better than mostly everyone because he's a de- in there day-by-day day training every yeah, he's day. He's, like, one of the most competitive people in the world. Exactly. Like, now he's dead. Yeah. Do you guys reckon it, like, helps you enjoy stuff more, like, with competition? Yeah, it can. Depends, really. It depends if it's like fun, good competition, or just like hard, fuck, hard, like yeah, you know. Mm. I mean, for me, like with um, representative basketball, it obviously makes it more enjoy- enjoyable because like you got like the teams that you want to beat, you want to be better than them, and you've also got like the friendly banter on your team. You want to be the best player on your team as well. How do you reckon the competition can affect your uh, self-esteem in good ways? Like in good ways, yeah. I mean, obviously improving and like, like demonstrating that you're like when you're doing better than someone else is always good for your confidence and self-esteem and stuff. What about you, Hamish? Um, I guess you just enjoy it more, have more of a good time out there, more of a challenge. Exactly. Cause I feel, I feel like once you, once you see that you're succeeding and doing better and improving and having that competitive mindset, it can improve your self-esteem quite a bit because it makes you feel better about yourself really you guys reckon it makes you work harder yeah absolutely yeah i mean like you have to work harder to improve and that's the whole point of competing obviously nothing nothing comes easy exactly yeah yeah just makes you stay more focused on things really yeah like with certain stuff because i know you do band and like you gotta focus more on that Focus I've more. done a few band competitions before. Yes. Yeah. So you always got to stay focused. And then like, say, it's same with like school and everything. Like you got to stay focused on school, but then yet again, you got like all your other stuff that you want to get done. But in order to be good at school, you got to stay focused. Yeah. And you gotta, Everything's about focus really. Obviously, if you can't, you can't get nothing done if you're not focused on it. You can't just like keep something to the side and have it, get it done by itself. You got to get it done yeah. for you. Yeah. 
Do you guys reckon that um, all men are competitive? I oh. mean, I think everyone has to have a little bit of a competitive drive to really, like, focus on anything, to really, like, improve upon themselves. They have to have a motivated to do so. Yeah. What about the... Like, there's always people out there that just don't really do anything. Like, do you reckon they still have, like, a competitive drive in them? With, with some aspects, even if you don't look like you're as competitive as, like, other people, they can still be in, like, their own little world doing their own thing. I mean, but you, they find even talk as, about, like, the, the, gamer, the gamer kids. <laughs> the gamer kids. <laughs> I mean, you can, competitive you can be competitive game. there, yeah. yeah you can I'm be competitive, competitive in almost anything. I can be competitive in whatever I play. <laughs> play um, some competitive ranked Minecraft Bed Wars. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I got my ranked Tetris. Everything's ranked. Every, everything... Has their own competition. Like, it's literally called comp within the game. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you're competing. It's, exactly. And some people take that a bit too seriously. <laughs> but um, that's okay, because that's, that's their life. That's a different story. <laughs> that's definitely a different story. <laughs> Do you guys think you have to be competitive to be a man? To be, like, consider you yourself, to. A, like, a proper male? I think it's it's definitely, like, helpful and everything. It's definitely important, but you don't really have to do anything. Yeah, show, showing you as competitive as a, as a boy is not going to make you into a man. Do you reckon it makes you more masculine, in a way? Uh, maybe. It, it kind of, because there's still some stupid, stupid stuff you could be competitive about. Obviously. I mean, like, let's, let's say that you, uh, like you're doing something and everyone else is being competitive, but you're not. Do you reckon that can shape the way people think about you as a man? Probably, yeah. yeah. Like within like sports, like if everyone else is taking it seriously, but you're not, like they're just really just gonna think you're just yeah, a drop kick. They're gonna look down on you, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and you don't like a lot of people don't want people to look down on you because you want people to look up because everyone wants to be the best. I mean, majority of people do. Okay, we're going to get into the topic of competition and what it means to be competitive as a young man. But before we get into that topic, I'm just going to give you a quick little story about myself. Hey, my name is Austin. I'm 16 years old. And this is a small but significant part of my story. I've been playing basketball for about eight years now and I've always been a competitive person. I first started playing soccer when I was around three or four because my dad was a huge fan of it and got me into it at an early stage. I don't remember much about soccer, but when it comes to basketball, I can tell you all about it. I first started playing when I was around 8 years old when my mum had formed a team with just some of my friends from my primary school in a casual competition at the stadium that I lived near. My sister had been playing basketball longer and started before me, and she was one of the main reasons that I had started playing in the first place. And once I was eligible to trial for the representative, I had attended my first trials and I had made the team on my first ever time, and that had really sparked my interest, and I instantly started to love the competitive scheme of basketball. And from then on out, I had loved the competitive play and loved training and putting in the work and getting better and stronger. Throughout my whole time playing basketball, I've always been competitive and I kept the same mindset throughout my whole time playing. Basketball has taught me to be disciplined and to be more focused on what's important in my life. But as this year, as I'm just taking a small break from the representative part of basketball and to focus on more things that I like, as of the gym and even though I'm not doing representative basketball this year I'm still playing basketball and I'm keeping that competitive mindset thank you for listening to my story but now we're going to get back on the topic of competition do we really have to be competitive to be a man and is competition healthy like I have plenty of friends from when I played basketball I've got heaps of friends that are crazy and competitive but then I also have just my casual friends from school that Sort of don't really do anything, but yeah. they don't really have that competitive type of mentality. 
yeah Every competitive drive and you, and you can see the difference in how people act like sort of have two different complete friend groups like i've got the ones that i hang with at school and they're like none of them are really sporty they all just play games and all that but then i've got <laughs> i've got my just a bunch of gamers just a bunch of gamer little nerds i've got plenty of like all my friends from basketball they're all still crazy competitive because majority of my friends from there are still playing representative so they've always got they've got like two trainings a week and then they've also got games that they have on certain weekends and they're pretty much always there like at the stadium working and getting better but um well driven hey they are very well driven and during the holidays as well especially like it's just constant work which is pretty much all you have to go to when you do that stuff like like that. all like all holidays yeah, pretty much oh, every wow. every single holiday they Jesus. they leave the stadium open <laughs> and they're just in there every single day. Well, not every single day, but like most, most. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just getting better. But um, with competition, is it sh- like do you guys think it's showing strength, or do you do you guys think that some people pretend to be competitive to show themselves as a different person to what they really are? I mean, like, yeah, because obviously being competitive and like trying to show off and be better than everyone else will kind of like to try and make people perceive you as stronger or better people will probably pretend to be something that they aren't which is kind of a downside of the whole competitive aspect of life exactly but yeah they are pretty pretty big questions that go pretty in depth depending on who you're talking about really yeah but um i mean like we've had our conversations between me with my sports hamish with the army and then you benny with your band but yet we still all have pretty similar stuff that we have to deal with with the competitive side of things mm. and like there's always like the classic talk of um who's got like the bigger penis uh, <laughs> uh, who, may, who makes more money who talks to more women who who has a nicer car who wears nicer clothes like there's always going to be com- competition between men like men are always competing yeah, against each okay. other and sort of like comparing each other and being better it's really like indented in your mind from a young age yeah it's just it's just something within men's little monkey brains they're like <laughs> little um, ape, little men ape brains <laughs> yeah to be superior exactly uh yeah but is there anything unhealthy about competition do you do you guys reckon i mean obviously yeah like failing to do better than someone else is obviously going to take a toll on your mental health right but uh how about in today's modern world like how much stress do you reckon young men have i mean yeah obviously like at our age there's a lot of stressful things going on like picking a career being like good at things better than other people and having hobbies like sport music or anything that you need to excel at for your future which can be really like detrimental to your mental health so like I think it's probably better that we, instead of being so focused on competing against each other and doing better than someone else, you're supporting the people around you with their goals and objectives in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah um. So what can we do about it? Like, can we change the competitiveness between men? I mean, yeah, I think so. I'm not a very competitive person personally. I don't really care much for competitions or like how people perceive me. I, I just think that you should either keep to yourself, like I just keep to myself doing my music and everything. Because yeah. I think the most important thing in life is enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing, if like something competitive or whatever is taking a toll on your health and you, how much you enjoy life, I don't think you should be doing it at all. 100%, absolutely. 
So Austin, what good things do you think we can do for our mental health in this regard? Well, in regards to competition, like in ways of improving your mental health, because there's obviously the big factors that competition can have on your mental health, like it can cause anxiety, depression, stress, all that. But um, I mean, for me personally, I had um, actually struggled with really bad anxiety during representative basketball because you would always have to go away, like on weekends. Like you'd have to go. I think the furthest the furthest place we ever travelled was like Bathurst or far. Bath- Bathurst, Penrith, like really far, like four hour trips sometimes. And like the whole journey, like the whole way there, you're just thinking about it. Like you're thinking about the game. You're thinking about how you're gonna play, how you're gonna do, what people are gonna think, and that just really can mess with you mentally. Can yep. then also mess with you physically on how you play and how you perform. But a lot of people. A lot of people take it differently on how they calm themselves down. Like for me, for me, I didn't really have a way of really doing it because that was just some main thing that I suffer with, and obviously still suffer with it today. But yeah, a lot of like most people listen to music or they medit- <laughs> meditate or sleep. That, that, that's what I would do. I just sleep in the car, so there would be no car ride. It's like yeah, it's like a little fast. No stress if you're not conscious. Exactly. I just stay asleep. Uh, what are your What are your takes on negative factors in competition though Hamish uh yeah yeah definitely um you can get real attached um to the competitive side of sport and that can lead you into having a massive ego and then laid down the track you can lose your friends or you can distance yourself from a lot of people that you know and care about uh and also comparing yourself to other people that is a that is a very big one in today's world as well because I see a lot of young people, like I do it sometimes as well, like comparing yourself to other people yeah. and you're just like, oh, why can't I be like him? I, I have to be like him. And you're just, <laughs> yeah. you're you're yeah, making your stress levels increase by like a massive, yeah. massive I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everyone at least once in their life has compared themselves to someone, like no matter who it is or what you do, you've always like looked at someone and be like, why can't I be like them? Yeah. yeah. Like I've, yeah. Got, I've got people like that. In and basketball that's, and at the that's gym. what drives you to be better as well though so. exactly yeah yeah because now recently since i've been like going to the gym a lot like i've been going to the gym for about the past year now and you always see like there's people in there that are just like huge they're, like, <laughs> yeah. they're just like lifting hands you're like damn vikings why can i be like that like there's people in there that are just ma- i want to be a viking <laughs> Hell like, yeah. they're just massive and you just want to be like them but like they've obviously been working so hard because they're like grown men yeah but that's all about getting that more motivation from what those people look like and knowing that if you put in the work that's how you'll end up yeah it's also just like about the way you look at it like you look at them and see how big they are but if you just think of like everyone was at your point as well like at some point yeah everyone starts somewhere obviously they've obviously been at it putting in the hard work longer than you so you just have to do the same yep that's why you need to put in the hard work no matter like what challenges you'll face because everyone will face challenges and like no matter what no matter what you do in your life you'll face a challenge at some point and you'll have to overcome it to get past it so today we have our special guest daryl turner ex-professional rugby league player and coach to join us on the topic of competition daryl what was it like playing football at a high level? It was um, playing rugby league at the top level was, wasn't something I really aspired to do. It was just something that happened by chance, really. I played locally here on the Central Coast, but then 
a number of um, first grade clubs in Sydney felt that they'd like the opportunity to see me trial and play with them, which I did. And uh, and back in the 80s, I played for Western Suburbs Magpies out at Lidcombe and um, I'd been at St George prior to that for three months and spent some great time with some really good mentors uh, in, as far as coaches. Uh, yep, yep. yep. Um, were you ever nervous coming to a game or were you always calm? Never calm. Uh, always nervous, but I found that was a good thing. If I wasn't nervous, I probably wasn't switched on so mentally. You, so it made you more awake if you were nervous? I was more switched on about what I needed to do and... Um, you know, you've only a game of rugby league goes for eighty minutes, so it's a pretty much a game of chess. So you got to, you know, there's lots of things you got to do and do them right. And yeah, and you, if you're not nervous, I think you're not really concentrating on what, what's required. That's a good point, Daryl. Um, uh, what is your goal now that you are retired from football and working for skill engineer? Well, my goal now is to retire from work, but is <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I'm working towards. But uh, I, it's a long time since I coached um, and played rugby league now, but I, because I'm a trained school teacher and I spent lots of time in schools, I did have a lot to do with the school rugby league teams as a coach and so on. So I've always had a, uh, a close uh, relationship with the game and um, I made sure I've stayed in touch with what goes on in the game. And, um, you know, I, um, my, um, my son played rugby league, my grandkids will come through and probably play rugby league with not much against the grain of their mother, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the sport runs in the family. Certainly does. Yeah, my young, my son, um, well, I, my brothers and I, my a couple of older brothers and a younger brother, we all played rugby league. Um, uh, I probably was the highest achiever of the lot, but they all represented at some point, like, like the local area or the local division or the local group. But they were all very good players. Yep. But my son, he he came through and uh, he went through and played in the North Sydney Bears system where he. He played 14, 16s and under 18s, but he, then he, he debuted here on the Central Coast in first grade at 17. Oh, wow. uh, actually, he was still 16. He was about to turn 17, so he, uh, but he, he lost uh, interest in it. He played a bit of first grade here with um, some very good players, but he felt that he wanted to, you know, he's uh, take another path and gave up the rugby league, which is his choice. Yeah, yeah it's very nice. Um, how has competition helped you grow as a man, do you reckon? That's a really good question, but I, I think what I learnt from sport um, I've brought into my life and, um, you know, like playing rugby league is all about having discipline in what you do and I think um, I brought that through into my career and my personal life as well. It's um, very important that, uh, you know, you, you know what you need to do and you know when to do it and yep. when, how to do it and do it right, um, you know. So um, I certainly gave me lots of skills like um, teamwork, but, um, leadership skills I I captained a lot of sides and coached a lot of sides where I was the leader of the group. So I, I brought that into my uh, teaching career and um, and my life in general. Yep. Um, were there ever any expectations that people put on you during a, a big game of footy, do you reckon? Oh, I don't – not in particular, but I think you, we all knew uh, we had a, um, a job to do and if you had the, if you had the opportunity, you uh, – you tried to make sure you, you know, you made the most of every minute. You know, if you made half a break, well, you might look to offload the ball and yep. create a try and and win the game. But um, yeah, I didn't find I was never pressured into, you know, you must do this or you must do that. But we knew what we had to do and we just did the best we could. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, all right, uh, what team would you choose if you could? Like, just 
just any team that you could imagine, what team would you play for? Oh, now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, see, um, my, my club, Western Suburbs, certainly uh, doesn't exist anymore. So uh, they merged with uh, the Balmain Tigers and we didn't like each other very much. Oh, the rivalry. Mag, magpies and the Tigers. So we, I didn't agree with that. So I've uh, I got a person I know um, through rugby league, Craig Bellamy, coaches um, the Melbourne Storm. So I... I follow them and I just – but I like – because being an ex-coach, I like to look back and look at people and how they do it, like Craig Bellamy and the Wayne Bennett's and of the world. Um, they're not just coaches, they're mentors. They It's more about off the field than on the field And um, these days. And, uh, yes, we a lot of rubbish goes on off the field, that, but um, generally not in the clubs where those two guys are. Um, so there are some – Wonderful coaches out there, but most the ones that are the most successful with um, building their players' careers and lives are generally those, you know, like the Wayne Bennett's and the Craig Bellamy's of the of our game. Yep. Uh, were there any um, when you were young and you had started playing professionally? Um, did you ever look up to someone like who inspired you? Oh well, um, I don't know really. I. I um, I started as a, as, a, as a junior playing rugby union out in the bush but um, and I moved to the Central Coast, this funny game called Rugby League they played and um, and I played that because I went to Gosford Primary School and they, all my mates played rugby league and that's what I did and I found out that was, I was okay at it but I I used to really look up to the local guys like um, you know some of the players that I played with later on as I got older that had played for Gosford High School and the University Shield level and all that sort of stuff, um, like the Trevor Binskins of the world and who played. Um, and then he, I played with him, he coached me. He was one of those guys I count as a mentor as well. But yep. So I, I – and if someone asked me the best player I ever played with, I would say Trevor Binskin, and he never played first-grade football in Sydney at, at all. Yep. He did represent Australia in schoolboys, I must have been under 16s, which was wonderful. But he – so, yeah, I would say uh, Trevor, um, I – Coached and um, played against a guy called Cliff Lyons who um, played at Manly. Uh, I played against him down in the Riverina and one of the many times I moved around the playing rugby league. Uh, so Cliffy would be uh, someone I looked up to and but I was lucky enough to play against him and then I, he, he came up and played for me for a couple of years here on the Central Coast So after, after he'd retired in um, Sydney. like He was an Australian player, a um, state of origin player. Wow, big role there. And he came up here and played on the Central Coast for the side I coached here. And uh, I remember someone asked me a question once. They said, what are you going to teach Cliff Lyons? I said, nothing. But I'd, I would use his knowledge and his skills to implement the game plan and um, what I had in place to win a particular game. And he certainly did that. Just to finish up this interview, what's something you would say to a young person trying to complete their dream? I would, I would say if you, you, you commit fully, if you want to do something, don't half commit. You know, like um, that's when in our, in our game, that's when you might get injured. Like if you're not fit, um, ready to commit to whatever you decide to do if you're playing rugby league. Um, but certainly, uh, and that carries through into your life at school or your personal life. If you Don't commit to something if you can't, you know, uh, follow through is my, um, pretty much my motto I use. And... Um, and it, as I said, I learned that from playing sport and, and I carried that through my life and I think it, yeah, it's very important. Wow. Uh, well, thank you so much, Daryl. Uh, it's been a lovely interview with you and hope you go well with <laughs> trying to get out of work soon enough. <laughs> thank you very much, Amy. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs>
It's been a great chat. Um, it's been really good talking to you, Hamish, Benny. I think it's been a really good conversation. And I think we will end off the podcast here. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening. I hope you all enjoyed our competition conversation that we had. Just know that no matter what you do or what you're trying to strive to be, you'll always get there in the end as long as you focus and work hard. But thank you again for listening into Youth View, a podcast by Skilled Creative. Thank you.